welcome to the 3Ls Podcast, where I, your host, Rachel Ann Dine, licensed professional counselor, am here to share thoughtful commentary and strategies to help you with the big 3Ls of life, living, learning, and loving. Each episode, join in as a different psychological or current hot topic is explored with the hope of helping you live well, learn something that aids in personal growth or understanding, and love yourself or others in a way that honors you. Are you a fan of nutrient-dense wellness too? Let me tell you all about one of my favorite sources of adaptogens, Four Sigmatic, who uses a variety of mushrooms in everyday products. Reishi, lion's mane, and shaga all have been shown to help with thinking, immune system support, and gut support. I use these plant-based products every day in my smoothies and coffee, and you can too. Use code BEWELL for 10% off your purchase at us.foursigmatic.com. Again, that's BeWell at us.foursigmatic.com. Hi, and welcome back to the Three L's podcast. I am so glad that you're here today, as always. And this episode to me is pretty vital because. I have found time and time again, sometimes when I meet with somebody who's brand new to the therapeutic setting, it's kind of like a lot of questions about well, what what do I expect from these sessions? What should I talk about? How does it go? And so I just wanted to take out any of the mystery here and really break down what to expect in your first therapy appointment, hopefully to either ease any anxiety that you may be feeling or if you have just really thought about going to therapy, but maybe you're thinking, I don't know what to expect. I don't even know what to talk about. Hopefully this can help give you some concrete information to kind of latch onto. As always, the visual version of this episode is available now on my YouTube channel. And if you like the video format, you can even check out the B-roll and fun graphics that I've added in. You know, those YouTube skills are starting to get a little more buffed up, if you will. But anyways, I'm not going to keep droning on about this. You know, I love therapy. You know, I'm an advocate for going to therapy, not only because I am a therapist, but I've just seen how powerful the therapeutic experience can be. So without further ado, let's get into this episode today on what to expect in your first therapy appointment. Maybe wondering what to expect that first appointment. And so today I'm just going to share everything with you to help ease any anxiety or worry or just curiosity on what goes on in your first therapy appointment. <music> Ann Dine. I'm a licensed professional counselor. This topic is very near and dear to my heart. I am biased though because it's what I do for a living, but if I can give any information on normalizing going to therapy, kind of offering you some feedback on what to potentially expect, I am here for it and I'm glad to be sharing this information with you today. Of course, that first step is to make the appointment. Maybe this is the first time in your life that you've thought, let me go ahead and reach out and seek some guidance. There are a couple signs that it's time to get started with therapy was I have created a whole separate video on signs that it's time to get started with therapy. Go check that video out to see all those different reasons just to validate you on going to seek treatment. You're in your first session and it's either online 
or potentially in person. But in this day and age, don't be surprised if any therapists who you contact are virtual only. So I'm actually in my office right now that I virtually see clients in. You can't see my computer, it's back over here, but there's all different ways that online counseling can be super effective and very convenient. So you may be either meeting with your new provider online or in person, but either way, they're gonna bring you into the office or into that online meeting room. And the first thing that most therapists are gonna do is go over what's called the informed consent. This is pretty much a range of different documents that you will be asked to sign off on indicating your understanding. So some therapists require that these documents be signed off prior to coming into the appointment. That's something I do because I want that first session to be largely in part understanding what's bringing you in, understanding symptoms that are coming up and setting some treatment goals. There is going to be that paperwork that you'll be asked to sign off on. Your therapist will probably go through and review with you a lot of the highlights of that paperwork. If they have a late cancellation fee or if they have a no-show policy. So therapists are a little bit different than medical doctors and that doctors often schedule 15 to 20 people a day, but because the therapy setting lends its hand to having 45 to 55 minute sessions, we are just not able to see 15 people in a day. So they'll hopefully go over late cancel, no show policy. And then also one thing I always do, even though this is signed off on in my paperwork, I always verbally review what's called the limits of confidentiality. Anytime you go see a therapist, a mental health counselor, what is discussed in that session stays between you and your provider with the exception of a couple different things. The first would be if you report the current abuse of a child or a handicapped adult, somebody who's a, considered a vulnerable adult. If you express active suicidal or homicidal ideation, and it has to be active, if it's a fleeting thought, it can be a little bit different. I'm not gonna get too far into that, just giving you the general overview on what to expect. Or sometimes if your records, your therapy records, get subpoenaed. Sometimes therapists have to break what was discussed in the therapeutic setting to be able to testify. This should all be in your therapist. First interaction with you to review those limits of confidentiality, but then also something that you sign off on. There's also the intake form. This is where I encourage you to be open. All of this information, your therapist has a, a legal and ethical obligation to keep all of your records secure and so i store all of my records they're all completed through a really wonderful platform where you just complete everything online and submit it right back into that client portal i don't do any paper records i just like for it to be streamlined and online also to have that added benefit to know that they're stored securely so anything that you fill out in that intake form that is giving your provider some more information on what's bringing you in this is where they're going to ask you about family history your current symptoms, what you would like to work on in treatment. Sometimes therapists will ask, how did you hear about me? Things of that nature to really start to get to know you. That way, by the time you come into your session, you're able to kind of get started a little bit in exploring some of the things that were put on that intake form in further detail. Research shows that 
within the first several seconds of meeting someone, you are able to tell whether or not you like that person. I can't remember what it is exactly, but it's really, it's a short period of time. It's like a couple seconds or so where a person can size up another person and think, okay, I like them. So listen to this. If you start a session with somebody, you're not really feeling it. You can still try to maybe work through that to see if it could be a match, but usually I always like to consider everyone their own best expert and a client is going to know whether or not they could vibe with a therapist, that they wanna continue treatment. So just remember, you get to decide whether or not you continue on with a therapist. I wanna empower you when it comes to seeking treatment to know you have an active choice in continuing to participate or try somebody else. Some therapists will keep a notebook and kind of jot down notes I don't take notes in my therapy sessions, but a lot of providers do. And so your therapist should allow you to see those notes if you ever get curious. It's not something that I like to bring in. Sometimes I can find it's almost a little bit distracting. And so I've never been a note taker, but just know some counselors will be jotting down some information as you're talking. In this first session, the other piece is there's gonna be what's called treatment planning. This is where you identify really succinctly and concisely What's the current presenting problem? What's brought you into therapy? What, what are your goals surrounding coming to therapy? What do you wanna achieve from being here? This is going to help target the course of treatment moving forward with your provider. This is a very important step where identifying the goals that you wanna to work towards then allows your therapist to start to develop their own plan on a set of very individualized skills that they can offer to you, kind of tell you about. It's called psychoeducation, maybe educate you on different things that you could do. Therapy is not about giving advice by any means, but it is about providing empirically validated evidence-based techniques to help you, let's say, manage anxiety or increase communication with others. Whatever the case could be, whatever that goal is, your therapist in that treatment planning stage that usually happens in the first session will then start to formulate their own plan on how they can go about helping you. Typically at the end of that first session, there's also gonna be a portion of time that's dedicated to rescheduling. Now this is where you're allowed to say, I wanna think about this today and I'll reach out to you if I want to reschedule. If, if a therapist tries to pressure you into coming back immediately or really tries to pressure you into rescheduling, this is potentially a red flag and maybe I'll make a whole separate video on red flags to look out for, but coming to therapy should not be a coercive process. You should want to come. It, it's really about the power of choice, about you wanting to come in. I tend to have a fairly laid back approach to the rescheduling process. I'll often say we have a couple options. You can either, if if you want to think about how today went and then reach out to me, or if you want to go ahead and put something on the calendar, I'm here to do whatever is going to feel best for you. Then I will typically ask, what kind of time frame were you thinking about? And if you don't have a time frame, then you can always 
redirect that question right back to the therapist and say, I'm not quite sure how often I should come. What do you think? And at this point, your counselor, your therapist will often say, I think two every two weeks would be a good fit. Or I think we need to maybe start weekly or every three weeks. But this should be a collaborative process where both of you are really working and talking about this together. Because then again, I have to be, this is the realist in me. We have to also think about logistically speaking, how often Often is it going to be possible and feasible for you to come to therapy so that rescheduling piece will happen be empowered to ask for time to think about how the session went today let them know you'll get back to them or if you felt like it was a great match then feel empowered to go ahead and reschedule that follow-up session last but not least the payment will have to take place in that first session this is part of therapy where Sometimes therapists offer self-pay rates only. Sometimes they take your health insurance benefits. If you're using your health insurance benefits, then they will most likely have verified your co-payment prior to you coming to therapy. Some therapists keep a credit card on file. One of my policies is accepting payment at time of service. It just helps maintain timely billing. So there's gotta be that payment. This is also something at the onset of the session that should potentially be discussed in terms of how much is the therapy session going to be? What is your copay? Payment will most likely have to take place in that first session and, and is often due at the time of the meeting. If you're watching this, then you may have either been thinking about scheduling your first therapy appointment or maybe you already have your appointment scheduled. Either way, I just wanna commend you for just taking those steps to start to find out what this therapeutic process is like be empowered always to go to a provider who you trust and then who you feel safe with. That safety is going to be huge where you don't feel like there's any sense of judgment. You feel empowered to express yourself. It is also important in aiding you in your success of going to see a therapist. Let me know in the comments how you feel about this. If you have enjoyed going to therapy, if you thought about it, if 2020, 2021 was the year that you said, you know what, I'm doing it. I'm very proud of you for watching. I hope this has been helpful. You can always check out one of my other videos to learn even more strategies on obtaining your own sense of mental wellness or take a listen to my podcast, The Three L's, available on all major streaming platforms. I will see you next week. Be well. Thanks for tuning in to the three L's today. Catch up with me on Instagram at Rachel and Dine Counseling, where you can contact me about a topic or follow up on today's episode. As always, the information provided in this episode is for educational purposes only and not intended to treat or diagnose. Reach out to your own medical or legal provider for assistance and individualized care. Here's to the three L's and being empowered to make decisions that work for you in your life.